You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. So, back by popular demand, are the Mad About Movies throwback episode. Yeah. 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 Special occasion this time, though. We've taken the time out to all gather in a room together. This is rare. Like, we never see each other. We don't actually talk, except for on the air. (laughs) It keeps it fresh, guys. This actually violates my restraining order. (laughs) Right. So... (laughs) Little inside baseball here. This is we how much we love. Other. Yeah, it's how much we love the listener. We're willing to violate <laughs> the terms of our restraining orders against each other our respective restraining orders to get a couple episodes. Well, it's out not. Here. We don't all have them against each other. But right. Kent has one against me, right. and I have one against Brian, right. and Brian has one. Against right. It's Kent. complicated. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. super complicated. And the lawyers actually just left. We had breakfast <laughs> here this morning to discuss the terms. Right. Now gone. We, we are yeah. all in glass booths, right. so we're not technically yeah. breathing the same air, which right. I thought a, was important. We have a supervisor from the police department sitting right next to us just to make sure everything goes all right. Good, good, good. Well, great to see you guys. Great you guys to see look, you. Great to be here. Ken's got a Seinfeld mug. I do. I have. <laughs> you can't start off six hours of podcasting without a good <laughs> cup of joe. <laughs> Brian's got a smart water. I'm just setting the scene here. Brian's yeah. got a seven-gallon smart water. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, right. Hey, Brian. Like you do. Bad news. Not, not even that much isn't going to help. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm drinking a classic. Of course. And uh, we're looking at a poster of Pete Rose and a sign. It's actually a shrine to Pete Rose. <laughs> yeah. I've got a uh, <laughs> I just noticed that. 1970s version of Pete yeah. Rose poster signed by Pete. Yeah. And then a, below that, a bat. Pete Rose bat signed by Pete. I as knew well. your dad is a big Reds fan, right? Yeah, he is. Um, big Red Machine, who isn't? But I would. It wouldn't it be great if Kent just secretly this whole time has been like creepy into Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Rose is actually going to play into one of our movies we're talking about uh, this evening, which is Fight Club. Um, we're going to talk about that movie here in a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, now we're recording it today, <laughs> but we're gonna. It's right. gonna be released in a couple weeks. But I have some Pete Rose points. Rarely, uh, oddly, actually, in that yeah. movie, you but you pigeonhole in all. I'll pigeonhole Pete, Pete Rose into most any conversation. Yeah, That's in most I'm of our doing. episodes, we just edit them out later. Yeah, right, all right. Well, we're here this evening. Uh, this is a big requested one. This is one we're gonna get to in another sense, I guess, later on this summer, uh, in a month or two. But I guess the end of the month, the yeah. beginning of August, I'll be in the Nard <laughs> when we're talking it, um, <laughs> the Nard dog. But uh, I'll be in the Nard, but we'll be talking Born. 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 I actually saw Born play at uh, Bonnaroo. It's like a disco kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Electric Love. I don't know if you've heard that song by Born. It's a weird, uh, kind of cool tie in with the movie, though, to okay. have the album. No, it, I think Born's. Yeah. Plural that's, Born's. That sounds Born's. Right. It was Born's. Never mind. I'm confused. Close enough. But uh, Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum. I guess those are the ones we kind of consider the Bourne movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we do with the fourth one. We don't know what we do with that, and we'll talk about that this evening. But um, Or not. That's fine with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm always team just pretend like it doesn't exist. Not that it's that bad. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. yeah. I rewatched it. It's so. not canon. You know, it's on, my, you. it's on my mind. I conveniently skipped over yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I, I was you. planning on skipping over it, but I finished the trilogy, and I was just like, I need more Born how in my did, life. So how I did went you, right into it. How did you watch it? Do you own it? No. I Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. How does uh, that work? 
You order it? The pro- Oh, you order the physical I, thing? I, no, I rented it. I rented it okay. on, you have to use your actual computer. You can't do it on the app, which oh, is dumb. That right. is dumb. You have to. Uh, you I'm, I don't use computers. <laughs> right. Is that going to yeah. be a Strictly problem? Strictly anti-technology. <laughs> right. We're basically Amish. I mean, yeah. I'm an Amish podcast yeah. host. Yeah. It was really weird when we had to hook up a, a webcam to your typewriter. That was a strange day. Uh, to be I able still to see. buy all my CDs through Columbia House. <laughs> That's as high as I've gone. R.I.P. Columbia House. I just, and I have to move once a month because I'm not going to pay. Right. Yeah, I'll never. Brian actually never was a member it. until like last year. Yeah. Until like yeah. went out of business. It was just VHS copies of The <laughs> Office, though. That's all they had. They keep sending out the brochure. Yeah. It's worth it, though. <laughs> Well, um, Born is one we've mentioned several times on the show mm-hmm. in the past and yeah. several other conversations. We feel like we've talked about every action franchise or action movie yeah, there I, is I'm besides Born. I can't believe we, we haven't done this, though. I think about it. Yeah. Weird. This might be my favorite straight action movie franchise. Same. I think. Only at, Okay. This well, might what, be what would you put in that category as far um, as straight? Would it, like the Mission Impossible? Yeah, Mission Impossible, the, James Bond. Uh-huh. Fast and the Furious is like sort of straddles the action movie action heist. Com- like there's, it kind of dips. It's it's very would very, you consider very, family film? Family film. Yeah. <laughs> would you yeah. consider now? You see me to be. Uh, I think that that falls specifically. You know when <laughs> you pull up Netflix, you know, and it yeah. gives you genres. It's, it's magic. magic based, <laughs> magic based heist movies. It's. Um, both the, the the best and the worst <laughs> of that. Yeah, I do will <laughs> say, and Kent and I have been saying this since the beginning, even when we saw it in advance, that has to be the best magic theme heist <laughs> film I've ever seen. <laughs> right? There's not even any competition. Well, except for Now You See Me Too. Right. Yeah. There was some there was some dark darker underground stuff in the nineties <laughs> that I'm not true. gonna yeah. talk about. On the show, I think the magic, you had the true magic yeah. fans will know what I'm right. talking about. That yeah. guy, you had uh, to have a Betamax to watch yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. There was that guy in the mask that uns- <laughs> that used to solve the mask magic magician on, on yeah. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Which oddly, Gosh. half of Now You See Me is based yeah. off of that I mean, premise of that an, mask an guy. Entire industry built around. I know. <laughs> built around uh, mag- blowing magicians' covers. What a weird... Can we not just let magicians yeah, be Yeah, just magicians? let them be. Just let them be. It's sad that... They've already chosen a solitary life. <laughs> <laughs> say you are watching Born. Say you're Brian, and you go on the Amazon Prime, uh-huh. and uh, you you watch Born Ultimatum, mm-hmm. and then it says... "Oh, You're like, oh, man, that was good. That was awesome. It says... If you like that, <laughs> you'll love. And then this is now you see me. There are probably people that watch those oh, two. Click that yeah. realistically watch those two back to back, and they think they're like, "Man, that was that was good too." <laughs> like that's on on the level. It's of, a little different than I expected. Yeah, but still great. Yeah, that's. I never thought about born in the terms of now you see me about it's trying to be kind of that vibe <laughs> too, like the fast camera, the running yeah. down the street, Europe. the uh, flashbacks to HQ. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, what's your first exposure to Born the trilogy? And again, we're going to talk the whole trilogy here, kind of in one conversation. Uh, if we do specific episodes later on, those will be by popular sure. demand, I'm sure. But um, so, what's your exposure to Born? Did you see it right when it came out? Did you catch it later? I Brian? did. I saw Born Identity with with my friend Daniel, uh, who I've referenced a couple of times. He's he's kind of the king of comic book nerds, and um, and I remember. He took that title by force, too. Right. It was, it was a very violent confrontation. <laughs> it was not elected. A um, lot of deaths, well, but worth it, I think. A lot of slap fighting. <laughs> right. 
with like armor on, like <laughs> yeah, fully. yeah, just full, LARPing, full yeah, LARPing armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw it, and I I remember thinking that it was it was okay, it was enjoyable, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I just just punched my mic for yeah. some reason. Uh, I I didn't I don't think I was I came out saying man that was that was an awesome movie and I really want to see it again and again and again. Um, it wasn't until the second one came out that I I kind of read like found a new appreciation for that original movie and and yeah. went back and um, and now like I said I think this is perhaps my favorite straight action movie franchise and they're uh, they're yeah. very they're easy to watch they're a lot of fun. Damon's great. I mean, it, it kind of has all the these uh, these hallmarks of like what what do you want from an action movie? They this, really walk the okay. line of like great. it's kind of a higher degree of difficulty. I sometimes think it's easier to uh, n- even though I love them to do the Fast and Furious thing and kind of do it with a wink mm-hmm. and be like we're all just having fun here, right? right. With action. Borden doesn't do that. Like mm-hmm. it's super mm-hmm. self serious, but it pulls it off. Yeah, it's kind of an odd tightrope. Mm-hmm. I have kind of an opposite experience. So this is weird. I mean, I. I this is an odd thing to talk about, but like, uh, so this is probably my most sentimental movie oh, wow. ever <laughs> because, you know, I, it, some may know, like my, my mom passed away like six years ago, um, in, uh, 2010 and, uh, and my mom and I are very close and she, her and I went to every born movie together uh-huh. opening weekend, first day. It was like our thing. I don't know why it started. I don't know why we went to see the first one. I don't know if the trailer just caught us. But we did, and I walked out of there. I was probably like 14, 15. 2002, I think. 2002, so I was 16. Or maybe, I was probably 15 because I turned in November. And I was like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Hands down. Identity? Identity. Identity was my favorite movie. And I think we went the morning, uh, on Supremacy, we went like Friday morning. Like when it's open. Like as much as you can go to, as close to a midnight screening as you can get with a you know, fifty-five-year-old mom. <laughs> right, right. So, like, ten a.m. Uh, Friday morning. Was it a fan of the books before? No. Or was that how? Didn't know. I read the books since. Just saw it and Re- just loved it randomly. Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't really even remember being that hyped for it. Not saying I wasn't. I just don't remember. The I first one kind of came in, not necessarily out of nowhere because yeah. I think it was number one the weekend it came out. But it was it. It definitely did not have like this massive fanfare yeah. of like, oh, this. I, I liked Matt Damon. I've always liked Matt Damon. Right. I think my mom did too. And so we just went and saw it, kind of like, eh, it's out. Let's go on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we both walked out. Like, that was so – that kick. Yeah. And so uh, we went to all of them together. And so, like, every time I watch them, every time they're on cable, I can't tell you how many girlfriends I've made watch <laughs> these and I've never seen them. Yeah. <laughs> I have done marathons on these. But so you uh, got a lot of thoughts. I'll just <laughs> let you take over from here. Go ahead, Richard. <laughs> no, but uh, it's, it's probably, like, I would say born – is probably like my Star Wars in terms of franchise. Okay. What you guys feel about Star Thought Wars? TMNT was your Star Wars. No, <laughs> no, that was a lie. Yeah, <laughs> you no. duped us. TMT was my Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, oh, this oh, the out of the shadows was that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. flashing back to that <laughs> yeah. as we very, exactly. very equitable there. Exactly getting the shakes. Yeah, no, like yeah. I no, I definitely sympathize with veterans, but I had to see. Two Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> so I'm not saying it's worse, but I think comparable. Uh, no. Uh, so yeah, I love these. I will not say a bad word about any of these. I like. I've like at different times owned that Moby song. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. 
like ready, steady, go. Yeah, no, the no, the for identity. No, the one that's always in the credits. Yeah, that's like that's another. I feel like the identity. Like I said, that's the first time I thought about Ready, Steady, Go in forever <laughs> yeah. since I saw that. And it just kind of doesn't hit the note no. on the music no. at all. It no. almost, I mean, we're talking, I guess, 12 years, 13, 14 years later for Identity. Uh, doesn't hold up No, you know, on the rewatch. I don't think the music or the movie? movie the music. Up. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. I think the movie does. Yeah, the movie, the movie holds great. up on a lot of yeah. levels. But yeah, the, no, music the music doesn't at all. Well, they try out, to like, get this weird like Euro kind of right. like techno like vibe. Like Prodigy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Prodigy actually did the entire, I think that might be, pro- Ready, Steady, Go might be the Prodigy. What's prod- that movie prodigy. song called? It's like. I don't know. It's. Uh, Here we are now going to the south side. That is my girlfriend's like favorite song with Gwen Stefani. Gwen and Moby. Yeah, when she licks that head. I've actually got it. Remember on that in the video she yeah. licks Moby's bond yeah. bon- on head. Uh, board. What's this song called? Extreme Ways. Okay. Has anyone big been as big and gone as absolutely nowhere? Nowhere as, as Moby. Moby? No. I actually listened to an hour couldn't, and a half get away from him podcast for like four years. with Moby the other day. I bet he's very interesting to listen to. Yeah, he talked about. He it? actually has this book out, a memoir out, which is really interesting. Where it's really not even a memoir. He talks about the fact. The only reason he's an artist and um, m- many other people are artists is because rent was cheap in cities in the early 90s because of crime. Uh-huh. And he just talks about he's like this advocate to low, like let people live in slums in New York <laughs> because that's where art will come from. Because he paid like $25 a also month. Also gang violence, but either way. Yeah, he I mean, paid like $25 a month, no plumbing, to yeah. like sleep in a warehouse. Yeah. And yeah. he was able, but he had his whole rig there and he was able to like become Moby because of this. And you couldn't do that now in New York. Well, this has been Moby Chat. <laughs> Our side. Yeah, there it is. This song. That did. is it. Is it in the first one? Because it's yeah. definitely. Oh, a I was heavy wondering what that was. I thought that was one. just the Born theme. I didn't know it was Moby. <laughs> it's Moby. Yeah, it's it's Moby. extreme ways, but it's great because in the third one they add a gospel singer to it. Right. Yeah. And it's really awful. Yeah. It does fit the vibe <laughs> of what they're kind of going. Yeah. No, that song's cool. I've owned this it song just before. Doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Like I. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear the. I would have known. Yeah. Right. Maybe that comes in when the credits hit full right. force, and I've already bailed. <laughs> you don't stay for the bonus scene? I don't stay you don't for the full song in the credits. They no. tease the villain at the end of that. I only one. did that once, and it was Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, and I've, <laughs> I've regretted it ever since. I haven't yeah, but it, it wasn't even head. Titanic that he was watching. It was weird. No, it was weird. I listened to that after every movie going experience. <laughs> but. Um, Born identity. I guess we could start here. Just to pins, cleanse, just to cleanse my palate, Brian. Sure. <laughs> I'm um, more of a. I was. I had like a six-hour drive with my cousin from Little Rock a few months ago, and Sarah was asleep in the back seat, and so we decided to. Um, Sarah, your dog. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to bump um, Celine Dion, like ironically, to wake uh-huh. her up. Yeah. And uh, but then and she, found she didn't wake up, it. and then yeah. we just jammed. Yeah, and then we realized like, we were rocking because all those songs are like hits. six minutes. So if yeah. you play three songs, you realize, oh, it's been eighteen minutes of my life. Just bumping. It's, it's all coming back to me now. It's that scene in Keanu where they're rocking out to George Michael. Yeah, yeah. It's just that. Yeah. Uh, so born identity. I guess we can start here. Um, did you guys rewatch it? Yeah. You said you did. Okay for this. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, music doesn't hold up, but I, f- I still like this one the most of all three as far as easily watchable and having a plot that's not overly complicated Mm -hmm. and doesn't overthink itself or try to be too much of a big ambitious spy flick sure it's my least favorite of the three but it's still like an a movie to me and it's okay 
I like it much better. I think it's aged. It's one of the rare movies that I think, to me at least, is better in 2016 than it was in 2002. One of the reasons it's good, honestly, is that Famke Jansen, or whatever <laughs> her name is, is great in that role. Yeah. And, so yeah. and she's, you know, spoiler alert, not in the, not, well, she's barely in the second one <laughs> right. and not in the third one at right. all. Uh, so, spoiler alert for 10 years old movies. <laughs> um, but she's great. I really like, and they had really good chemistry up. Yeah, she was good. Um, Damon, the whole bit of him, like, trying to discover who he is, mm-hmm. I think is a little more interesting than trying to take down the government organization, Agreed. which is the, you know, the majority of the oh, movies. It's a little more interesting, but I also think Damon, once you get into supremacy and ultimatum, is a little more refined in that character. Sure. And so it it works it's, it's he just doesn't one in you know half only, one hand half the other. It's the only thing he does in the first one is refuse to smile the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not having fun. But what's cooler than like going to a bank in Zurich and just opening a safety deposit box like thirty nine passports, yeah, twenty K in money yeah. and a gun. Yeah. That's a cl- that's like a I keep that at various yeah. banks. Our our boy Shay Sh- Serrano every once in a while will tweet <laughs> it's like at least once a week he tweets something like I have to consider my life a failure because <laughs> yeah. I've never done this ridiculous yeah. thing, you know? And that that has to be one of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have to consider my life a failure because I've never randomly opened, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a bank box and been surprised to find a gun and a bunch of passports and money. I like, remember. Man, what, a, what a loser I am. When I was, like, 18, there was this little bank. It ended up being my bank. It was, like, this little local credit union. It ended up being bought out by Compass. But they had like a room it was like in Hearst, texas it was right over there off 26 by the tom thumb and Hearstview. and they had a room in there of just safety deposit boxes and i was like one time i was like how much is it for one of those <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna keep my passport i'm gonna go buy a gun never gonna use it I'm just gonna <laughs> i have a safety deposit box <laughs> just gonna keep Do you? Yeah. yeah you're you're much more impressive i've than got like original like stuff i got when i was born uh-huh. in there, i need to do just it. like important yeah. Yeah, put my will in there with all my debt, you know. (laughs) You're welcome, Cooper. (laughs) Yeah, I got a bunch of old bank bonds and stuff in there. You get some Chewbacca figures and crippling debt. (laughs) You're welcome. Have fun. (laughs) Chewbacca. Never stop Those will be worth probably more than all my stuff. (laughs) Brian knows... Brian knows yeah, what I own collect. exclusive stock in Chewbacca memorabilia. Does your, what does your it. wife feel about she it? She's like, she hates it. hey, Brian, if you just sold your Chewbacca, we could go buy a new house right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> nope, not doing yeah. it. Well, and that's when I remind her that I've already had one ex-wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. At this point, you're just a statistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as Born Identity, I love that. I love the bank bag and how uh-huh. it keeps kind of driving the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You guys know that Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Yeah. He does like a lot of. He like recreates stuff from movies. He actually recreated the bank bag uh, from Born. Cool. And he did this big YouTube video on it, which we can tweet it out or something. If somebody wants to find it, just uh, get at us. But uh, actually went in and created all the money, all the passports, all the little contact lenses and things in there. And he goes through it piece by piece and kind of explains everything and why That's it's cool. in there and stuff. But he said he worked like four years trying to find wow. every little thing because there's, you know, like memos from hotels and things yeah. like in there. Uh, but it's really, really cool. And I, I just love how that drives the story and um, and identity. And the There's one like little bits of humor with that, too. Like remember when he's trying to get that guy's name with just with the logic of the story and he like comes up with this elaborate way to get it and – the girl goes yeah. in and just realizes that the guy thinks she's hot, so just, she just right. asks him for it. It's the only it. joke in three movies, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. But it's perfect. It's yeah, it works. It's great tension relief. You're not wrong. Um, I like that more 
how that drives the story more in the first one. And there is no real enemy. The enemy is like the people we th- born thinks is the enemy. It's sure. like the people that are chasing him, but they're just chasing him because he's one of their own and they've been looking for him. Yeah, Chris Cooper, you think yeah. is evil until you right. get to know Brian Cox's character more in the second <laughs> movie. <laughs> right. Like, Whoa, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a hierarchy of evil here. Yeah. yeah. I like. There's a formula here too, though, with the Bourne movies. The, I feel like the first three, at least, um, stick to the formula of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. how do you guys feel about that? It doesn't ever branch away from what – it's not like it's uh, – I mean, it, maybe w- the Jason Bourne movie will be that kind of branching away. I don't know if it will go back to the roots or whether – go for a different tone or something, kind of like uh, they did with Skyfall, you know? Right. Kind of we're going <coughs> to flip Bond on its head. Uh, so those first three Bourne movies know what they are. They do it well. I wonder what we're going to see with this new one as far as tone because you almost feel like you're watching the same movie – Mm-hmm. Uh, with the first three, um, you can get confused which one's supremacy, which one's ultimatum. If you're just watching one scene or something yeah. like that, you know, it feels like one big story, which is good. Especially because Matt Damon's hair never changes. Yeah, <laughs> in the context of <laughs> a binge watch or something, that's great because you you know what you're going to get. It doesn't jump around. It's not jarring between movies or anything. It really is a continuation of one story. But I felt on the rewatch, if you you know, like I watched a couple of these movies we're going to talk about between Born movies, mm-hmm. and if you don't remember a lot from say identity you're it's gonna be hard to follow yes. supremacy. they're not yeah. very isolated in mm-hmm. the fact that somebody can just walk in off the street having right. not seen any born movies before and understand completely what's going on yeah. they really do kind of tie in together maybe to a fault a bit do you think yeah i think that's true it's one of the early franchises that seem to take seemed to trust that the audience wasn't stupid and yeah. just said, hey, if you haven't seen the first one, then you're probably not going to see this one. Yeah. And so there's really no point in us But let's just make sure rehash. it's on TNT every yeah, weekend exactly. for forever yeah. so that everyone's seen yeah. it. That's why the box office kept going up on them. Cause, right. Because I think people – that was a movie people – it's a great TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And yep. so more and more people saw the – and then right. by the time Ultimatum came out. But you're definitely right. Movie. There's a there's an absolute formula for all three of those movies. It's like a it's like a five point sermon almost. The, it's like we're gonna do this, yep. then this, then this, then this, and that's where it's gonna, we're gonna end. set it up. He's yeah. gonna flash back to something yeah. he's not gonna remember, yeah. and then he's gonna try to discover what it is he flashed back to. And but all they that. do it so well that you're you the enjoy f- it the whole time. Ultimatum, so. which is the one I've seen the least, but I've, mm-hmm. I, that means I've seen it eleven times. <laughs> mean today, uh, that one has a second climax kind of. That's the only one that's yeah. a little bit different because yeah. it has the scene where he's at the like lab thing mm-hmm. with that weird German doctor or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of serves. And he as finds out that he volunteered for the program yeah. and right. wasn't recruited. That or kind of is like a second, almost epilogue climax. Um, I consider my life a failure, Brian, because I've never been shot. Mm-hmm. And kept moving and just stole yeah. a bottle of vodka and poured it. That's on it. that might be the best scene in the entire <laughs> franchise. It's yeah. so it's. I tweeted about it because it's. Oh, like, did you? I didn't see what. It. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. He's he's being chased. This is in, the, in supremacy. He's yeah, being supremacy chased is my by, favorite one. Same here. He's being chased by an assassin. He got a bullet in his shoulder. He just like walks through a, a mini mart, grabs a bottle of vodka and some socks, basically, and then he's like doing surgery as he drives like that is that yeah. is some serious stuff right there they always do the bit too where you think he's dead and then he disappears too, yes which is yes. cool in the third one where they kind of actually show him swim away uh-huh yeah yeah they actually show you because the whole time normally it's just oh right is um it? yeah he just and now he's vanished like he goes behind a train and he's just gone sure there are some great action scenes in these mm-hmm. and i think what these do 
better than any of them is they know how to freaking shoot an action scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's whether it's Doug Lyman or Paul Greengrass. Yeah. I feel like they both had the same idea of what the action sh scene should be. Right. It's such a great combination of, like, uh, setting, like, interesting settings. Like, yes. one is in the Waterloo Station. There's one that's outside. Uh, they never really repeat um, no. settings. You're in different cities. You're in different scenarios. But they also give you a combination of guns and martial arts mm -hmm. and, like, mm -hmm. uh, car chases and everything. They really mix it up as far as – And this um, kind Go, it's sorry. not like Fast and Furious where you know there's just going to be cars flipping. And then whatever right. you get is like extra, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. You, you only know what you're going to get. But with Bourne, it's like you're going to – you expect all of this different kind of action. And um, some of that stuff I don't feel as natural to some of these other action movies. Like Mission Impossible, I feel some of it's kind of far-fetched when he's like doing backflips off things. Like yeah. this doesn't Mission feel Impossible definitely – changed after the Bourne movies. Like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. they, they they took the lead of what Matt Damon was doing and said, well, Ethan Hawke's got to do some of this stuff, too. Absolutely. It's it's more intense if it's realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Bourne, too, like, all the little clever things he does with, like, burner phones and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, to me, the only movie that is actually improved by Shaky Cam. Yeah. Uh, dude, I've, like... Because you identity, hate shaky cam more than anything. Part of the reason I like identity kind of the most is because it's the most, like I said, watchable of the three. A casual watch. Um, Ultimatum takes it a little too far with the shaky cam. Yeah. And, yeah. and the scene where uh, it's Daniel Brühl and, uh, and Jason Bourne. I don't know Brühl's character's name, but yeah. he's telling him, hey, your sister died or I killed your parent or whatever mm -hmm. it is. He's confessing to one of his missions. Uh, it's just a dialogue. You know, it's just this quick dialogue between them. When it's focusing on Bourne, and I wrote it down, it's like the camera guy is like <laughs> had just run seven miles, and you're like, "Here, take this camera real fast." You know, it's like when it's a simple True. dialogue of two guys yeah. in a room. Yeah. I don't need the camera to be kind of like right. shaky. I don't. I guess it's trying to build tension or whatever, but um, it's just it, it gets progressively more shaky as this trilogy sure. goes on. And I'm just hoping with. With uh, Jason Bourne, that it's not like mm -hmm. full, full on. Uh, we're not even going to try to. We're not even going to put the camera on any kind of mount at all. It's going to be all, you <laughs> yeah. know, GoPro or whatever. Right. It is. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. GoPro what on a dog. I don't know what that's they're how they're do. filming it. Yeah. But uh, some of it, some of it's hard to watch. But it's 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 a small complaint because mm -hmm. you get such intelligently crafted stories here. Um, I feel like they kind of flash back a little too much to like the mission control stuff. Do you guys feel that as well? Mm -hmm. Like in the middle of a scene, I, I I don't know. It just feels like maybe they're trying to make it feel like they have control over the situation or mm -hmm. or something like that. Like they're the big brother of this whole thing. They're making it all happen. But this is just a six-hour goose chase. Yeah, like these movies, and yeah. that's not a bad thing. It's like it's like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Like a, a real life. <laughs> and they do the they always do the cool thing too where. And I, it's so cheesy, kind of, but I never gets old. Where, you know, they're talking to him on the phone, and he's like, "You should get some sleep." You look yeah. tired. He's always right there. Yeah. They have no idea. The, yeah, that's ultimatum has the best one. Oh where yeah. He's like, "I'm in my office he's right like, now." Well, if you're if in your you're, office, we'd, we'd be having face this conversation face to face. We'd be face Boom. to face. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's so many, and they're so like in other hands. They'd be especially in other actors' hands. Uh -huh. They'd be so kind of tacky. But Damon pulls those off. He's the best. The one where he's talking to. Uh, I don't remember her character's name, but uh, through the sniper rifle on the building, 
too, as well. He never shoots her. Joan He's Allen. Joan Allen. Yeah, Pamela Landy, I think. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Uh, she, that's also a great version of that. Mm-hmm. But I compared this movie or this series, and it really hit me this on this last rewatch. This is totally like a modern Captain America story. Does sure. that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Like, you it's know, good. government weapon back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah. had advanced abilities that were given to him. We well, don't know I how. Think, I think Winter Soldier definitely took yeah. a lot from Bourne in, oh, a, in sure. a totally positive way. Oh, sure. But uh, as far as uh, discovering your identity again, mm-hmm. too, and trying to remember things that happened in the past that maybe you have amnesia, a uh, traumatic event happened, like in Captain America, that gave you the amnesia. Um, like he was frozen, so he forgot everything. But I'd never really thought about it that way until this last review. I was like, this is totally a modern Captain America. I mean, Captain America is modern now, but uh, yeah. before Captain America existed, mm-hmm. Again, that yeah. would have been still an apt comparison for the, uh, just the story itself. So what's your favorite uh, villain in these three first ones? I think Brian Cox's character is awesome. Yeah. When he breaks that Carl Urban. I like Carl Urban. Oh, Carl Urban's good. Clive Owen has like the little sniper scene. Look, look at what they make you give. Yeah, um, but uh, they repeat that at the an ultimatum yeah. too at the end. But uh, I like Brian Cox's the kind of head guy that uh, mm-hmm. you think he's just this kind of corporate bureaucrat that's evil, but then he like breaks that one guy's yeah. neck when they're yeah. looking at the lighting box, and uh, he's just cool. <laughs> and then he kills himself, coward. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Cox's uh, character is. Is very menacing in a in a in a limited kind of way. Yeah. You don't really get a lot of backstory, which is fine. You don't need backstory yeah. on it, but you definitely get the sense that this person is a terrible, terrible human and yeah. um, needs to be killed. But I think Carl Urban is the best of all the all the other agents as yeah. far as the people who are chasing him down or yeah, he's, he's trying awesome. to fight and all this stuff. He fits that very well, and um, that's the only time in the series where I felt like where Jason Bourne is up against somebody who's up to his level. Yeah. Everybody else, it seems like, yeah, it's a fight. He's got to use a magazine to knock this dude out, you know, or something. Yeah. But you always feel like he's going to come out on top. Everybody takes the pen and just shoves it between Gosh, the one guy's man, fingers. Yeah, yeah. We always talk about this, me and my friend uh, John Mark, uh, whether um, who wins in a fight, Ethan Hunt. You let them loose with the sole objective to kill each other on, on Earth. Uh-huh. James Bond, Ethan Hunt, Jason Bourne. I think if you put them in a room together, well, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. James Bond dies immediately. There's no, he can't, oh, yeah. he doesn't yeah. stand a chance against either of these guys. But I think if you put them in a room together, born just wrecks yeah. Ethan Hawke. But if you give them gadgetry the worldwide and, and gadgetry yeah. and, and support and all that, I, I don't know. It's at least a fight. It, it comes down to a, yeah. but as soon as they get in a room, yeah. Tom Cruise is dead. Yeah. Like it's just, it's not happening. Born kills them with like a mop. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they could cross this over with anything. Like legitimately cross Born into another. He'd be awesome in the universe. MCU. Just running shield. <laughs> that would be very cool. Just yeah. running shield and like a, a secret like agent that. as well. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. And he he just somehow kills uh the Hawkeye with a <laughs> old parade magazine. <laughs> What do we think about Julia Stiles in this? It's, uh, it's such an inconsistent character. Uh huh. Yeah. The she's first fun. one, she's like, "What are you doing in this movie?" Yeah, yeah. super support character. Like, because at, at the time, she's that's like a year post Save the Last Dance. I forgot yeah. how, like, I forgot how unattracted I was to <laughs> Julia Stiles until I watched Identity again. I was like, "Oh god." <laughs> she gets 
better and more, I guess, uh, necessary with the rest of these they movies. They definitely but. pitched her on a series, right? Yeah. So that means they I'm had probably. to. Have, because, like, why does she do that part Yeah. without without uh, without knowing that she's going to have a bigger role in, in two and three? Sure. Well, thank God they had it because what else would she be doing? Yeah. I mean, she's probably going to be in Jason Bourne, you think? She is. She is. She's yeah. in the trailers. She's okay. in there. Yeah. She looks she's like she might for be that kind call of every yeah, four years. Just every day, man. Just It might be a romantic lead, too. It kind of yeah. looks like. They, well, in Ultimatum, they kind of yeah. hinted at that, it, which I don't love. Because to me, as good as uh, Franca or whatever yeah. her name is, is in the first one, and she is. Pramka Johnson. <laughs> Frank I don't think that's yeah, Bourne is kind of asexual. Franca Jensen is uh, the girl from uh, right. That's, uh, X-Men. That's, uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's right. Jean Who? Grey. It's Franca Polenta yeah. or something. That's what it is. So I said it wrong like earlier. That. Pardon me. Um, these to yeah, me, Franca, Franca Placenta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also wrong. Um, for the record, uh, run a little run. She girl. I think these movies take off when she dies because it gives. It gives Bourne not More just a, a sense of purpose, but like a single-minded sense of purpose of, okay, and now we have no distractions. It, the thing to me is like, for except for a very few scenes, like you mentioned a minute ago, Kent, the one where he's talking to, there's a couple here and there. These movies understand that Jason Bourne is only, and your action stars in general, are only interesting when they're moving. Yeah. And they keep them going all the time, totally. no matter what. And there's really not and much dialogue in these Yes, movies. and so when, they, when they're when they off that character, it just sends it up three notches of go and go and go and go and never stop. And that makes it, I think that's what makes those movies so interesting. So... I don't care about Julia Stiles. Like, I don't want them together. You're yeah. right. Like, asexual Jason Bourne is yeah. much more interesting than um, he's like a George mon- Clooney Jason Bourne. Yeah, he's know, like a something. monk of violence. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's taken yeah. a vow of violence. Sure. sure. Yeah. It's, uh, so why do you think that uh, – why do you all like supremacy the most? That's odd to me I for some reason. For me, I think it's the most focused mm-hmm. of the three movies. The stakes are the highest because she dies right at the beginning. Right. And they. it's still – you're getting a little bit of – Origin, Jason Bourne yeah, trying to put a himself bit of the, together. The cross between Ultimatum yes, and Identity, and yeah. exactly, and that's that's what makes that one so good to me. I think Ultimatum, when it came out, was widely considered to be the best of the move, a uh, best of those three movies. It had a, a much higher Rotten Tomato score too, and I thought, man, that's the best one. But in subsequent years, no, I think what's weird is Damon is doesn't like Ultimatum. That's yeah. why he didn't come back for a while because yeah. he really hated making it. Right. He said they like wrote the script as they went. It's in, and it ended up being great. Right. I, I think, think he was really surprised that people liked that one. The action set pieces in Ultimatum are so good, and it's nice to see him get to a, a conclusion for himself or to a point where that character understands himself a yeah. little bit and has some closure. But it does feel like so much rehash of the second one at times. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I, I also, what we mentioned earlier, I think Urban is the best of the, the guys fighting against yeah. It's the most intimidating so, villain yeah. in faces. So I, I don't know. It it has a it has a little bit more focus than the other ones, and I think that that's part of what makes it, you know, a special one to me. Was it? I guess it was a lot of that due to Greengrass, or like I said, it yeah. feels the same between them. Uh, it feels the same almost. I almost felt like Doug Lyman. I, I had to go back and think when I was watching Supremacy. Supremacy. I was like, does Doug Lyman do this one, and then right. it's Greengrass after this, or they sure. did because a good it's job. such a great transition mm-hmm. between them. It's not jarring yeah. at all in any sense. Um, Definitely. 
But I'm excited to see where they take it uh, as far as that goes. But, yeah, I I probably like Ultimatum the most uh, as far as a, a good movie. But I think um, Identity is probably my favorite just because of it started this thing. And I just love the uh, bank bag aspect yeah. of it. Um, but Supremacy is something that I really don't like in movies. And I've mentioned this a lot is a file scene. <laughs> yeah, where they go in and they find a file cabinet and they discover everything they need to know about every character by looking at files. I hate that, and I don't know why they keep <laughs> such detailed files if uh, you can dis- discover yeah. everything you need to know about somebody that way. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but uh, a cliche, another cliche I hate in action movies is the, uh, or in any movie, is the looking back at old newspaper articles in the <laughs> library. <laughs> I hate that scene. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, it'll never happen. In 10 years, Jason that Bourne, will that's not how Jason Bourne finds movies. out about everything. Yeah. It's because he goes to the library right. and looks at gets the, the microfish. Yeah, out. the micro yeah. little projector thing. Yeah. And well, those, those were cool, though. Yeah. I got to use those in school once. Right. You're in luck, though, Kent, because there will not be libraries in 10 years, let alone yeah. newspaper clothes. They'll just be a guy Googling something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll officially <laughs> just name been. them what they are now. It's just homeless bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homeless bathroom. homeless bathroom slash orgies, I think, is what place libraries are. Place for homeless people to use the internet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Um, well, I guess misconnection. I guess the big reveal in supremacy is uh, he kind of remembers why he remembers his old killings. I guess yeah. does that make uh-huh. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the big reveal in Ultimatum is that. He actually volunteered for the program and right. didn't uh, wasn't recruited or wasn't some experiment or anything sure. like that. So, did they ever explain why he got amnesia? Like the technical reason, or did he just, just forget? No, just because that he got traumatic. He got shot killed, and yeah. basically and killed and fished ocean. out of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anytime I get in the ocean, I also get amnesia. That's weird. <laughs> and it was like I think his also the implication is, or they infer that his. Brain was so stressed and like right. so overprogrammed that any trauma he would, had a break. Yeah, would. yeah. When he saw that guy's kid, yeah, yep. he, he had a break. Yeah, it's like complaint I have with Finding Dory. It's like they always remember the most convenient <laughs> crap. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have a movie if they didn't. But yeah. but I I think this one does a good job though of giving him real reasons or real um, tasks to figure that stuff yeah, out. It's, it's not clouded. just like, Oh, it come, it just came back at the right moment. Yeah. It's, he has to go through all these steps to get this information. I think they do a good job of that. Joan Allen's really good in these two. She is. Yeah. I think so too. They do a good job of getting actors and put them in an action movie as mm-hmm. opposed to action movie stars. Yes, that's a great point. You yeah. know, David Statham's in this. Right. Um, or how Stratham. we say Stratham Stratham. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Cooper, Brian Cox. Right. Well, even the guys that are uh, the other Even Jason Matt Damon Warners. really is. Yeah. I oh, mean, gosh. He's only an action star in this. That's. I think that is one of the most interesting things about this on the rewatch. Because I love Matt Damon. That's a top three actor for me, period. Me too. Um, me too. This is probably his least rangy role. Because I think that's what makes Damon so But it's hyper-controlled, so though. Yes, it is. It's just, it's interesting to me that this is probably the character that, people are going to know him best by, or at least at this moment. If yeah. you ask somebody, maybe five years, after this next movie comes out, if you ask somebody, hey, what's Matt Damon known for? Oh, he's Jason Bourne, you know? And that's probably his least Matt Damon Well, I would say either that or Promised Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I only think of him as the punk rocker from Euro Trip, honestly. <laughs> but, um, Exclusively Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I, 
Dogma. How do you like them apples, Will? Just dogma. <laughs> um, no, it, it's interesting because why would he not do Legacy, or was there a debate there? There was, uh, a, yeah. there was, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. What happened? I remember. He, what happened? He, he's hinted at he hated making ultimatums. Uh, and he won't mm. really say why, but which is funny because what is it like eighty eight percent around? It's ninety three percent, and it made four hundred. If you listen to Matt Damon talk about that movie, you would think it was Fantastic Four. Yeah, like he. What? I know he. It, no, I've never been. I, I think it's great too, and it did. I think he was shocked that it they pieced it together. Apparently, mm. the production was just a nightmare, and they had to rewrite on the set and mm-hmm. figure stuff out. And I, but I it didn't sour him on Greengrass because he said he would only ever return of Greengrass, right? Return. I think part it's of a, it too. It's a very weird thing. Yeah, had yes. an awful time making the movie. Love the director. Would definitely work with him. Yeah, again. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it's very odd. But I think part of it too may have just been, like I said, he's a very diverse mm-hmm. actor and likes to challenge himself and do kind of whatever comes to him that he thinks is he interesting. Wanted to go or do the informant or whatever. Yeah, and the that year he also had Ocean's Thirteen. So he basically spent. Yeah. An entire year of his life shooting two franchises. Two, three, third movies. Two in third a movies in a franchise, and maybe that's just enough to be like, you know what, I just want to do literally anything else. I want to yeah. be on 30 Rock and play Tina Fey's boyfriend, <laughs> you know, or something else. Yeah. It's a heck of a pilot. And I guess they tried the Jeremy Renner experiment. Didn't Gosh. didn't go to plan, I guess. Didn't go according Th- to plan. That's what's really incredible about Damon in this role, and it's such a needle in a haystack, is this m- character in a vacuum is kind of a perfect Renner type yeah. because it's not a charismatic character at all. It's a robot that's just hyper-focused, doesn't really emote, and just like kind of walks around and is cool. And like you'd be like, all right, Jeremy Renner can handle that. But Matt Damon makes Jason Bourne have charisma. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not there really, it's all subtextual. That's like such a movie star move. Yeah. And Renner just doesn't have he's a good actor. Very good actor. But he doesn't right. have that. Plus that movie was kind of it was so complicated in terms of and boring at the same yeah. time. Like I rewatched it yesterday. It really gets before. into the science of yes, creating super and no soldiers. No one gives a crap. Like yeah. I don't care what what yeah. what sort of test they had to run to get this figured out. That's or, what's so great about these is too is like there's not a lot of backstory. Yeah, it's like it just exists. Guy in ocean. Let's figure it out as right. he figures it out. Yeah, that's what makes those enjoyable. You know, like I said I rewatched it. It's not as bad. In my head, I had it pegged as like this is a this is a C no, movie, not. and it's, it's just, not. It's, it's just got to be compared to these. Yeah, exactly. It's a B movie, and it's okay. It just Renner is not the. I, like you said, on paper, that sounds right. Jeremy Renner in this role, yeah. okay, yeah, that sounds great. And then in execution, just it doesn't really work. The plot is overcomplicated, and the the bit of him with Rachel Vice is just mm-hmm. brutal. It's it's not interesting at all. And the, that character is not – It really, she really isn't relevant to the movie. No. They make a MacGuffin to make her be relevant yeah. to the movie. And Bourne is at his best when he is by himself. So, therefore, I think Jeremy Renner's Bourne would be better right. by himself. Yeah, good, good stuff, all good stuff. Um, so we see David Webb kind of escape yeah, at the end. Yeah, that's his name, yeah. That's much better. Worse than Jason Bourne, but it was it is. the Dave Webb right. trilogy or whatever. <laughs> the the Webb ultimatum. Right. I think Jason Bourne is kind of a James Bond yeah. kind of yeah. maybe yeah. not necessarily a ripoff, but like it seeps in your subconscious oh, yeah. it's a little bit. Definitely the American version. I mean, yeah. that first novel was written in 1980, I think, mm-hmm. and so that's not necessarily the height of Bondness, but just but post just post Bond and, 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 exactly, and that's when you're. 
his influence is right. probably mm-hmm. the highest. And so, yeah, it's the American James Bond. I think it's surpassed Bond as far as people wanting to actually go see. I think people are more excited about this than they were for Spectre. You know, maybe yes, Skyfall. Skyfall kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. as far as it being good. Right. Like it came out and it was good and then people went and saw it. It wasn't like the anticipation was super high. Um, opposite with this, I think this is going to be one of, if not the highest grossing movie of the summer. Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to be huge. Uh, Jason Bourne is going to be huge. And I wonder where they're going to take it here. I think they'll do another trilogy or kind of probably right the wrongs of Legacy, I'm sure, sure with this one. Uh, wipe that slate clean. But uh, I wonder if this is a one-off or mm-hmm. they're trying to really reboot Jason Bourne because the money will be there. Right. I yeah. kind of hope it is a one-off and that if it does so well that you want to come back to it in three or four or five years, you know, then that then you kind of leave yep. the door open for it right. but not necessarily go into it with a plan of another trilogy or something like that. Like, I think Jason Bourne not to completely play off the James Bond thing, but that is one of the things that makes the Bond films it's what makes the leaves them open to bad movies here and there, but also makes them kind of fun is that yeah. they don't have to tie into twenty five other movies every time you go see one, you know. It can just be here's the setup, here's the new girl, here's what you know. I am not But they're also always made under the ten pretense that like there's going to be another one of these in two years. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Whereas so, it's kind of fun with these, it's like right. you don't really know now. Make one, see how it does, and if if not not the not necessarily just the money, but like if the creative bug hits you in two, three years, then do another one, yeah. you know, but don't, I, I would, I would prefer it to not have to be subject to, we got to tie into the next one, which will tie into the next one, you know, and on down yeah. the line. My hope for Jason Bourne, and we can all go around and just say what we hope it, it's like I, a little less loopy, a little less flashbacky than maybe Ultimatum was. But a, little a little more, more Mo- focused. A little more Moby. A little more Moby, always. <laughs> uh, that goes for every movie. Ken, you're so made of stars, man. <laughs> Love it. Uh, a little, like I said, a little more focused this time, maybe a little less shaky than the previous uh, effort. So sure. if, if it accomplishes that and gives us what we have come to know and love, then uh, I'll like it. But that's that's where it might lose it for me is the uh, the visual aspect. Any predictions? Where, where do I'm you think it's going to go? I'm optimistic. Like, I haven't seen these be bad with Damon yet. So, like, yeah. I think oh. it's – I'm like, it'll be good. I'm fully – I'm not cautious at all. Like, I'm totally in. Okay. This is going to be a great movie. That's where I'm at. Like, I'm, okay. it looks so good to me, and I love Damon so much, and this character is so good. So, like, to me, I mean, I will have to be proven wrong to start to think, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Cool. So, as far as grade for me goes on these – first three and again we're going to talk jason Bourne in a couple weeks or actually in a few days because we'll release this right before uh this week um but i i'm going to grade these we're going to like i said we're going to talk about these again Mm -hmm. at some point uh in that conversation so we'll have more thoughts on on this trilogy but this is a triple a for me three a's all around Mm -hmm. love each of them for different reasons they they all hold up fairly well um of course the more recent ones hold up better uh, visually and narratively mm-hmm. and all that because they're more recent. But uh, I love them all for what they are, and I hope we get more of that with Jason Bourne. Any great uh, Richard? Triple A plus for me. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, also, Triple A, I would probably give Identity an A minus and the other two strong A to low A plus, I guess. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for this throwback version of the show. Where can we find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 and you can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at bornguy73 <laughs> or at Richard Barton, and you can find me at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Kent Garrison. Find our show online on iTunes, and uh, you can find us online as well at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Thank you to our sponsors for making this episode of the show happen. And uh, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. Again, scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya, just salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. <laughs>